0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. feel like who art ed? to splice Who art ed? Mr. Wood art me. Either way, it works. I know. That's not too great start. Welcome to Who Arted? Weekly Art History for All Ages. I'm your host Kyle Wood and today I thought it'd be fun to talk about art in outer space because apparently that's a real thing that has happened. In 1969, NASA landed the first astronauts on the moon. It was a relatively short stay given the distance they had traveled to get there and the years working preparing for the voyage. Most people don't know this, but just a few years later, the Apollo 15 crew left an astronaut behind to remain on the moon since 1971. It all started here on Earth at a dinner party. Paul Van Hondonk A Belgian artist known for his paintings and prints was attending a dinner party where he met David Scott, one of the astronauts slated to go to the moon on the Apollo 15 mission. As they were talking, they started thinking about the monumental achievement of putting people in outer space and on the moon, all the teams of scientists working for years building off the work of previous generations, And of course, those who had made the ultimate sacrifice, losing their lives in the pursuit of advancing space exploration. They thought it'd be nice to make some sort of monument to commemorate the fallen astronauts. And what better location than the moon? It's kind of beautiful when you think about it, a monument to those who pushed themselves as far as they could go, losing their lives for space exploration, having a memorial placed at the absolute outermost bound that any human has ever made it to. While it may seem like fun dinner party conversation to imagine such a monument, transitioning from imagination to reality required them to work out some logistics. First off, it had to be small and light. The space capsule was rather cramped, not to mention the fact that more weight in cargo would require more rocket fuel to take off. There are some different accounts, but from what I've read, another reason the statue needed to be so small was because the astronaut, David Scott, smuggled it aboard. He may or may not have let NASA in on his plan, which, when you think about it, is fairly problematic. NASA engineers have to carefully consider all sorts of things that we regularly just don't. For example, only certain foods are allowed to be brought on a mission. I read that on another mission, an astronaut had smuggled aboard a sandwich. and He said looking back on it, it was a terrible idea because crumbs floating around in a space capsule could get into the instruments, cause critical systems to fail. I mean, back then, they were traveling into the unknown with computer systems less powerful and less resilient than the device you're using to listen to this podcast. Now, on the topic of resilience, their monument also needed to be made of a material that would be durable and able to withstand the extremes on the moon. Van Hooyendunk made a modern-looking 3.5-inch aluminum statue, reducing a human figure to a collection of arced forms with clean lines. He and Scott agreed that it was important for it to symbolize a human generally, but not look like it came from a specific culture. Scott's account is that it represented the fallen crew members of various space missions, which is why he created a small plaque listing the names of several American astronauts and Russian cosmonauts who had passed away. Van Hooyendunk has stated that it was meant to represent humanity more broadly, not just those crew members. Regardless, in 1971, David Scott placed fallen astronaut along with a plaque on the moon, and then he took a photograph documenting the work. It has remained there ever since. While it may have been smuggled aboard Apollo 15, obviously NASA got word of it eventually. There was a minor dust-up when Van Hooyendunk sought to sell copies of his statue. He claimed that there was an agreement that he could sell up to 950 copies of Fallen Astronaut. NASA, however, has a very strict policy against commercial exploitation of the U.S. government space programs, and eventually he gave up on the idea of trying to sell replicas of the piece. Now, Interestingly, this was not the first artwork in space or even the first artwork on the moon. In 1969, Six of the top artists of the 1960s made drawings that would be transferred to a ceramic tile. They called the piece Moon Museum, and it is etched with drawings by Robert Rauschenberg, David Novos, John Chamberlain, Klaus Oldenburg, Forrest Myers, and none other than Andy Warhol. Forrest Myers had come up with the idea to bring together six great artists and create a tiny museum on the moon. Apparently, when he brought the idea to NASA, they were less than enthusiastic. They never gave the official green light to it, I guess. But Myers found another way to the moon via an intermediary. He reached out to a scientist, Fred Waldhauer, who agreed to engrave the sketches onto the tile, and then he had a friend of his make sure it was placed on the moon, November 12th, 1969.